If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Welcome to episode four. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. There was a winter storm in our side, so, you know, it's cold, cold. It's winter is here, for real. Do you, are, do you go play in the snow? <laughs> no. I didn't think so. <laughs> know why that's cracking me up no I didn't I mean I have in the past I remember we had the last snowstorm I went out there played with it made a boomerang but not this time I'm just cold I'm old so I stayed warm but welcome guys we're happy to have you here this week we have got some housekeeping notes that we'd like to share with you guys you may have noticed when you started the episode there are ads and that's because we have ads now and we know that Last week, it might have been awkwardly placed, and we apologize for not letting you know, but we're still figuring stuff out, but we should have it figured out this week, and it should be better placed. We appreciate your support for our show, and we're glad that we have ads now because it will help us pay the show's bills so we can keep making the show. Also, our next bonus episode on Patreon is a suggestion from one of our patrons, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. We will be covering Nigerian weddings. If you remember in the last episode, Aid and I were talking about being bridesmaids and we were saying how it's even worse for Nigerian weddings. There's just a lot more involved. So we're both from Nigeria in case any of our new listeners didn't know that. So we'll be talking about it, all that it entails, the good, the bad. There's no ugly, just the good, the bad, and the great. So look out for that. You're right. There is no ugly because every Nigerian wedding is beautiful. Except for Michael and Angelus. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) 
You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash altar call, M-A-F-S. Um, and you can also find it in the link on our Instagram bio or in the show notes. Okay, this was a doozy of a week for our show because we were contacted by someone who has actually been on the show. Not <laughs> one of the people who got married. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right quick. <laughs> It was kind of exciting, but it was also like, oh, my God, someone listened to what we said about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know that we would entertain this for everybody, but Eric's groomsman, Jim, sent us a message. um, And he was really like, how dare these people do me this dirty? Um, (laughs) If you'll recall from a couple of episodes ago at Eric and Virginia's wedding, his groomsman got up and made a speech And the way they edited the speech, it sounded like he said a lot of nice things about Eric's dad and then kind of like a little joke about Eric's mom. So let's read what Jim told us. They completely edited the audio. The things you heard me, quote marks, say about Eric's dad, Tom, is actually what I said about his mom, Donna. And when I said, I'll just let you figure that out later, that was from a different part of the speech. Donna is one of the best people I know and has been like a second mom to me. So this edit really bothered me. Um, Eric also said a couple other things were were edited to, to, he's like, I didn't say that. Or if I did say it, I didn't say it in the context that they put it in. Um, so yeah, for our listeners, now you know. This made me think, why would they edit this man's speech this way? Is it that we are going to see a whole lot of Donna in the future and they want to set up the storyline for us? I I will find out, I guess. Or is it just them being like, oh, nothing controversial happened at Eric and Virginia's wedding. So we'll just like manipulate this groomsman speech to make it something it completely was not. What do you think, Jane? Are we shocked, though? Like, Mavs is one big edit celebration. I don't know what to say. I think more it's like in the beginning, we can't tell if they're going to work out or if they are. So they were just setting up a lot of stuff during the wedding so we can pick at things because I for one I know I said oh um Eric's mom is going to be a problem so I think he just ramped it up like oh she better watch out for her new mother-in-law but they always do that like set stuff up and then sometimes there's no follow-through that's true that's true like editing is not one of Mav's strongest suit like all they've done is make us paranoid so now all we do is try to decipher what is an edit and what is real so one of my key like watches is um was the camera on the person's mouth when they were talking because they do some cutting away and then coming back and like yeah. all reality shows will do a thing where they'll have people like insert lines just for flow like there's nothing nefarious about it but it's like if they pick up a topic in the middle they'll insert a sentence just to make sure we all know what they're talking about that kind yeah. of stuff but they, like, I still recall where they flashed away from Karen saying something about Miles's masculinity after he told her about his depression and then coming back to Karen. I was like, she didn't say that then. You people are shady. <laughs> and she got so much heat for that. Yeah. Anyway. It's a reality um, show, so. You know. It is. If you'll recall last week, everybody, I said no tagging. <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm like, oh. Then I honestly, when I got the message, I was like, what things have I said about Jim? What did I say about this poor bit? That's why we, we don't want people who are on the show to watch to listen to our show. We want to talk our shit in peace. 
But hi, Jim. Thank you for listening to our show. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, Tane. What were our previous couples up to on social media this week? Well, there wasn't much. I say that and then I go on this long spiel. But the first thing is I found out right before we recorded that Anthony and Ashley finally had their baby. Aww. <laughs> is that sincere, Aid? <laughs> I have to think about it. <laughs> like wait (laughs) (laughs) well I've been on baby watch for them just like she's been pregnant for a while and I did know she'd set her date because she's been doing a lot of ask me anything and she she was going to be induced and she had a set date it's not even I don't think it's a c-section but she has it um an induction um, date yeah already and I know she told people like I don't want to hear your comments I just want to have it this way and this is my way so I've just been wondering what it was and they also Anthony didn't want to share the name so with Mila we knew her name before she gave birth this time we didn't but People Magazine tells me that the new baby's name is Vida Marie which I like I hope it's Vida it's spelled V-A-E-D-A so yeah okay yeah I like it to keep the name. So congrats to Anthony and Ashley. Glad they had their baby and hope it was an easier one than well, it can be easy. She pushed in 14 minutes last time, but I just keep having visions of her shaking and shivering and being pale. So based on my limited knowledge, the shaking is for when like the um the drugs start to wear off. Like usually you would think that would happen after the birth, but I guess like if the drugs start to wear off, then you get like you start having the withdrawal and you start shaking. I've heard that happening to other people. Well, I didn't know that, so Thank you. I learned something new. But I think it's more visually, it's just a scary thing to see. Oh, yeah. Like, you've been in labor for God knows how long, and you're just waiting and waiting, and someone just starts shivering. So, yeah. Okay, let's do a roundup. Aid, I might need you to back me up on this, but um, I was going through their stories, and Amani and Woody had a COVID test during lunch, and you shared something with me? <laughs> oh, that they are... Uh, going on like a sponsored trip to Jamaica or something in the summer, you can go on vacation with Amani and Woody in July. So yeah, I'm actually curious. Are there people? Uh, do they do they have to pay? Oh, I think the trip is free for them. Um, oh, not <laughs> other them. people pay oh. to go on vacation with them. Oh, okay. Because I think Jamie is doing something similar, but hers is Italy. Because um, she's been talking about it had to be a certain number of people. So I wonder if that's the new wave now. But Speaking of um, sponsored trips, I forgot to mention last week that um, when I watched Karen's Q&A part two, they were talking about, someone asked the question, what's the best part of being married? And Miles mentioned how they have their traditions and they eat like, you know, they like to eat. And on Fridays, they always order out. And just as he was saying that, Karen, with the quickness, was just like, so if you want to send us food, if anybody wants to send us food, make sure. And I was like, that's smart. This is how you get free stuff. But again, the thing that always still gets me is like, this is Karen, who was uncomfortable in front of the cameras. And she's pretty much a natural, you know, with all this. So, you know, you have to allow people to evolve and grow and change. You're right. You're right. Especially when money is involved. (laughs) You're right. And I don't have a problem with it because, like I said, I really do enjoy watching them. It's just for me, I'm always like, wow. And I always feel, I feel the same way, um, like, with Deanna. Like, the way Deanna is, like, completely different, like, when she was on the show. Like, it's just me just being like, wow. Like, that's a huge 180. But it's in a good way, not, like, in a bad way. So, 
Um, oh, I forgot. Speaking of Jamie, a few days ago, actually two days ago, um, I go on there and Jamie's saying in the last 24 hours, we've had a couple of disasters. And this is Jamie Otis, not Jamie Beth. Um, we've had a couple of disasters in the last 24 hours, but everyone's okay. Thank you to all my friends who checked up on me, but I'm taking a social media break. Everyone in the comments is like, what's happened? Are you okay? Sending love and light. So we actually <laughs> don't know. Why are you laughing, A? <laughs> because Jamie's so full of shit. I'm just, I don't, I'm trying to be nice here. Like, I'm just like, everyone's like, be kind. But I mean, it's not a secret that I'm not a fan of Jamie, but I'm just, you know. What if you're vague to... posting, Jamie? Just say what happened. Or just ha- take a break. like Without announcing. Break. Yes. As- it's like when people unfollow someone on Instagram where they're like, I'm unfollowing you now. This is not the airport. You don't need to announce your departure. Yeah. So, like, why make this whole big deal? And then everyone's like, are you okay? What's going on? What's this? And I'm like, just take your social media break or take care of everything. We really hope everything's okay. But today, when I was scrolling, she had a comment from the show 10 hours ago. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ultimately, I hope they're all okay. But you know, Jamie is just not my cup of tea, and we're all not anybody's cup of tea. And um, I think last week we were wondering what Doug does, or I was wondering what he does. But in his post, he described himself as a stay-at-home dad. So, Yay! good for him. AJ and Stephanie are on yet another vacation. Um, this time they're in Florida. And what I just, what, they're living their best life as far as I'm concerned. Like all they do is travel and good for them. I don't have any couples update, but I have a little bit of, so Dr. Viviana did a ask me anything also. And someone's, no, she did a true or false. And someone say, you purposely pick men that would create drama to hurt their wives and increase ratings. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, false, ew. But honestly, you know, with all these things that have been going on in the past, okay, fine. But with Chris, I just don't know what explanation any of the experts are going to give me. Because with Luke, I, I think I told you guys how I got so mad at Pastor Cal. I think I added him and then just went off on him. And I went back today to go look at what he said. And he said the Luke we had in casting is not the Luke that we had um, during the show. But for Chris, how? How do you miss Chris? So when I go into unfiltered, I'll I'll talk about this. But Dr. Pepper okay. basically had the same excuse for Chris. And it was I went back and read your blog post and I was like, this is the same bullshit they said about Luke. Oh, he did we didn't know. We did here's my thing, and I uh, I can't wait to see how long Paige actually sticks it out. I was worried because I saw them at decision day. Then I was reminded that Zach and Mindy also went to decision day, even though they never lived together. So let's see how long Paige sticks out this bullshit. But okay, let's just say, just for the sake of it, that the experts are not lying when they say people present themselves very differently and they get hoodwinked. After you're hoodwinked, what do you people do? What do you do? Yes. Yes. But we'll we'll talk, we'll get into that when we get to Chris and Paige. Because for me, even if you got hoodwinked, on the mere fact that he was engaged three months ago, that disqualifies him as far as I'm concerned. But, hey, they're the experts, not me. 
we talked about how Atlanta, we've poked a little fun at Atlanta and not being COVID compliant, but I saw that they did have COVID compliance officers. I actually saw a post by one of the officers during ATL because I think she was like, people were making comments like we haven't been complying, that all the couples wore masks when they were not in front of the camera. She posted a picture of the crew. Everyone had masks. So, you know, good for them that they did that. And I don't know how we forgot to mention that Mavs is casting for Boston. <laughs> so, guess we're going back to Boston. It looks like we're recycling cities. So, no new cities now. So, we're going to Atlanta for the second time and then going to Boston for the second time. First time had Shawnee and Jepty. And the last thing that I have is America is getting season five of Married at First Sight Australia. I highly, highly recommend that you guys watch it. I think it starts Thursday on Lifetime. Um, it's a good season. Their onus, their their format is completely different, and it's fun. And there's a lot of swapping and drama, and they don't give a fuck. So I highly recommend the season that's coming. So that's all I have, Aid. What happened on Unfiltered? Okay, this week on Unfiltered. Usually I'm like, well, nothing happened. That's not this week. It is very difficult for me to control my rage. <laughs> oh. Because it was Dr. Pepper, Jake, and Paige. Jake is so soft-spoken that you can barely hear him, by the way. Like, I feel like they turned his microphone all the way up and you could still barely hear him. Very soft-spoken. <laughs> um, but it's like, okay, so last week we had to watch Paige be disrespected. Now they bring her on Unfiltered so that she can watch herself be disrespected and talk about it. And I'm like, if anybody needed to show up on Unfiltered this week, it was Chris to explain his behavior. I am actively upset that they brought Paige on because it was not fun. Once again. Oh, oh, my heart already breaks for Paige. Like, I don't know what what happens in the future, but this is this episode was one too many. Actually, both episodes so far, too, too many. Like, oh. No. So we start with um, them showing like the ceremony of Chris and Paige. They show the part about the honeymoon baby. And uh, she, <laughs> they're like, well, what? Jamie Otis, who, by the way, is wearing a real ugly dress this season. Jamie's not ugly. Jamie's cute. But this dress is, is not great. And the hairstyle is not great. And we have to watch it for the whole season. So Paige's answer is like, oh, you know, I desire kids and I want a family, but I don't even know your last name. That's what she said she was thinking. Um, Jake makes a joke. He says when he heard that, he was thinking of the spinoff, Pregnant at Second Sight. (laughs) (laughs) And just like Henry, Jake is coming off a little bit better on Unfiltered than he does on the actual show. (laughs) That was honestly the only funny, interesting thing that Jake proceeded to say. I'll, I'll get to that. Jamie asked Paige, is there, like, about the wedding day? And Paige said that she wis- wished that they would have had more time together. But she said that his family was super supportive and she was really well-received from that end. And Jamie says something about mother-in-laws. Then they talk about their first conversation. Jamie says no one wants to hear about exes, but that didn't stop Chris. And Paige says, it's concerning that he brought it up for whatever reason. Um, And she wondered, is this chapter actually closed? And Jamie asks if it's too fast. And Paige says, yes, you need time to process and become whole for the next person before you start your next relationship. And Jake says he probably wouldn't be happy about it. And Dr. Pepper said... I'm glad you mentioned Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Jamie basically asked, why did you guys do that to Dr. Pepper? Oh, long conversations were had with him, and we would not have proceeded unless we thought he was a catch. 
And we hope he still is a catch because that was a terrible beginning. Oh, I'm disappointed. Dr. Pepper, I was rooting for you. You know, if you get paid to match people to be married and you come up with the likes of Luke and Chris and Matt the basketball player, you need to donate your salary to the poor girl that you match those losers with. Because what you did do what you were paid to do. I agree. Then we go to Jacob um, and they show the part of him, him talking to his groomsmen about deal breakers and dogs and 80s references. Jake is just smiling as he watches. He's Jamie asks if, if it's ever been an issue in past relationships. He says it's a valid concern. Jake says, but yeah, we I learned in this episode that Jacob goes by Jake. I must have missed that. <laughs> I was like, who's Jake? <laughs> yeah. So the whole time he was referred to as Jake and called Jake. So I'm like, okay, he's Jake. Okay. Um, Jake said that he doesn't think he has too many deal breaker and that it's like an unnecessary weight that you tend to carry. You should get to know the person. And then once you establish that connection, you might be willing to like get past the deal break, the things you call deal breakers. Um, That's his 38 showing. (laughs) (laughs) Then they showed him reading those vows. That was painful too. (laughs) And Jamie said, what emotions are you feeling? And he said, where the hell was I? And my hands started sweating. (laughs) And then Jamie asked, like, was she what you envisioned? And he's like, I didn't have a vision. Um, He said, I've been too specific in other relationships. So I just really wanted to go through the process, tell the experts what I want and see who they match me with. That's nice. Okay, now we have to go back to Paige and Chris. Paige, Chris has mentioned you're a different type than what he's used to. How does that make you feel? Um, Paige, it's kind of devastating because this is my husband. Attraction can grow over in time. If you allow the time and energy and effort to be put in, you can see something beautiful that you'd never recognize in front of your face. That's a little bit of a word salad, but I get what she was trying to say. Yeah. And then Dr. Pepper, like, talks about, um, like, how you can tinker with a person in terms of attractiveness she has a husband who would like to live in Birkenstock so she throws a New Year's Eve party every year to get him in a tux Jake says that his deal break he actually knows of a deal breaker now it's clogs because I guess because Dr. Pepper said that thing about Birkenstock <laughs> wait this is, what does it mean that the two jokes that you he's cracked that you mentioned I've actually laughed out loud I think he might be a little I think there's a little funny in there <laughs> You just have to like lean really closely and turn up the volume to hear it. <laughs> um, so then we all get to watch, Jake included, the are you a virgin? Do you have a sex drive? Fasting and abstaining for you for three days. Paige is like, oh my God. And she didn't even want to comment on this. She's really embarrassed. And she's like, I was just thinking, are we really talking about this right now? And Dr. Pepper, oh, that's really unusual. And Dr. Pepper's like, I think he was trying to say that how he saved himself for her. (laughs) And uh, they all laugh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then they talk about wedding photos and hoping something will start to click. Um, Yeah, wedding photos. That wasn't that interesting. Okay. And then, then our girl Nancy makes an appearance and we watch... Chris talked to the bridesmaids. It was terrible. Like I said, it was really terrible. It was so bad that after they watched it, Jamie was like, Paige, I am so sorry. No. I think Jamie was like, I am sorry that I now have to ask you questions about this, but my kids got to eat too. So... (laughs) 
what she's like, what is it like to hear Chris say you're not a trophy wife? Like Paige is literally speechless. Um, she's like, there's a lot that I can take, but I wasn't anticipating that. And Jamie asked if her friends ever told her that. And she said, she just looked like very upset and like hurt. And she just said, no, you know, my friends didn't tell me. And I was like, oh, what good friends? I mean, they are good friends. You would never tell your friend that. But unfortunately, this is on TV. So she got to see it. Yeah. And Jake, Jake, you know, says that too. He's like, they were probably trying to protect you. And then Jamie says, when you saw this air last week, which I thought that was interesting. That must be one of the ones that they put in because I know that they do not, you know, the timing of the filming of Unfiltered and all that is not in sync with the show. So Jamie said, when you saw this air, were you ready to throw in the towel? Are you ready to throw in the towel? Now, I cannot believe Jamie asked this question this early, Um, (laughs) but it is a correct question. Paige, because she's a queen, was like, I think someone like this, there's clearly some traumas that you're dealing with. And you have to look outside the person who hurt you for you to feel like this kind of remark was okay. That's where in my notes I have fuck this show. Um, (laughs) I'm so mad. I was so mad. I was so mad that they inflicted Chris upon her. That was error one. But having to make her come on unfiltered and watch this and talk about it and to see that scene with her friends that she did not know about, um, oh, trash. And Dr. Pepper pipes in to say that she's like, I want you to be clear on this. All of this reflects on him, not on you. You're beautiful. I don't think he understands how insulting he is. Oh, there she is excusing his shitty behavior. Um, He thinks trophy wife means pretty with something with nothing else to offer. And the fact that he thinks that that's a good thing. And so they're like, oh, well, what could he do? And um, she said he needs therapy and Jesus. I just met him and there's all these different things. If it's something that he's seriously committed to, then he would put in the necessary work, look into his spiritual eye. I pray for his sake that the next couple of weeks, he really starts to realize what he has in front of him. And that was the end of Unfiltered. Wow, that is something. It's like watching someone be beat up twice over last week and this week. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it because that is the premise of the show. What I'm thinking is Chris is going to be another Brandon where he's not invited to be on the show. But, I mean, we'll find out. It's just a guess. Because, you know, there are certain people who don't make it at all. Yeah, um, so far we have not seen him get into it with production. No one has, actually. It's just an early guess. I'm just guessing that if he continues to be, quote unquote, badly behaved, he might not. I mean, there's certain people. Matt, did Matt ever make it to Unfiltered? Oh, he was on Unfiltered, yeah. Oh, he was? Oh, okay. I was just guessing. But yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. Something that Brett mentioned in his AMA, because he was only on Unfiltered like once, maybe twice. He said he talked about it with his therapist and decided that like, it was too much to go on unfiltered like mentally. And so that's why he never made an appearance after that. Since we've already decided that there is something wrong with Chris. Maybe he just was like, for it's best if you just don't go on. But if he shouldn't go on, then Paige shouldn't have gone on. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, so unfiltered was real depressing and Dr. Pepper really pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. So we'll go into like this week's episode and maybe some happiness. So we start this week's episode with Haley and Jacob. And I think I call them Mr. and Mrs. Awkward right now because it's just pain. It's just not a fun experience to watch them. But they come into the room and somehow Jacob is telling us he does think that there's a natural attraction and that they are on the same wavelength and they have good chemistry. <laughs> I don't know where he got that from, but maybe it's editing again. I'm just going to blame everything on editing. 
<laughs> or maybe it's one-sided. <laughs> maybe this is his definition of vibing with someone. <laughs> and, I don't um, think Kaylee's. And, and that's the thing. You can't tell by his body language. Like, he's just so... Is this stoic the word? He's just... He doesn't express anything. But, you know, she does say my trigger words, which is, it takes me a little bit to warm up to someone. But, you know, I'm trying to be good this season. I didn't get mad or anything. I just said, okay. There must have been a lot of candles because by the time they turn off the light, it's still really bright. And can I just say, A, did you notice that we basically watched the last 10 minutes of last episode this beginning? Because I could have sworn we saw all of them go to bed last episode. We did. And then this this episode, they extended out going to bed. And the thing is, they did this exact same thing last year. We watched everybody go to bed. Then we came back to the next episode. Then we watched them go to bed again. But there was more content. Because I actually started the episode and I was like, oh, wait, I have the wrong episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, but there, they, it was still bright on there. So, you know, they're not as coupled up as we're going to see the rest of the um, couples. But they're kind of separated in the bed. But, you know, they're talking. And he tells her that he had an initial attraction to her. And they vibe really well. And the experts did a good job. And Haley is still reserved. But she's playing along. And she's like, you know, they did all right. And stuff like that. And then Jacob tells us that he's not worried about the sexual aspect. Because nature will take its course. And he's all for going for whatever is natural. And I like that. You know, good I think answer. that was smart. Yeah, very good thing. Because, again, we give them props every year. Because every year, just producers, have you had sex? What do you think about sex? Do you think you're going to have sex? That has to be really annoying, especially after a long day. <laughs> and then they will look at the worst answer, and that's the one they'll put on the that's show. So you have to consistently yes. just say something good. <laughs> so he tells us that he's a cuddler, and that's how he expresses himself. He's not a verbally expressive person as far as emotions go. And honestly, Abe, somehow that made sense to me. If we could bottle up Jacob's, or should we call him Jake's, expression, it would be cuddling. Because you do nothing when you cuddle. <laughs> you just stay there and lie there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Because I didn't know what he meant. I was like, what do you mean by... This is how I express myself. You don't do anything when you <laughs> But you know, I like Jake, so I'm gonna be easy at him. But um Haley seems uncomfortable. They're still in bed, by the way, and she's like, it's been a long day, I'm tired. And for some reason, it's off camera. The camera focuses on their hotel room number, and then we hear him ask her for a kiss. I don't know what the thought process was for this production choice. What do you think that was about? I missed it completely. So I <laughs> maybe it's because that didn't actually happen then. And that's why they had to, to shoot on something else while they inserted some audio. Um, uh, well, it is maps, but yeah. So yeah, he has for a kiss. So they wake up and it is a little awkward. I do always wonder every time they wake up, I'm like morning breath, morning breath. But do you he think asked, that's really when they woke up? Every time these people wake up, they have woken up, they have brushed their teeth, they've come back to bed, they've called the camera crew, said we're up, and the camera crew came and recorded them getting up. Oh, okay. Now you just make me sound silly, but that's true. <laughs> that makes sense. I guess because we've seen them brush their teeth afterwards, but yeah, that makes sense because it's not like the camera person is going to be on the side of the chair waiting. So yeah, they have to open the door. So he asked her what she usually eats for breakfast. And she says she doesn't eat breakfast. How about him? 
And I wanted to remind her, I was like, hello, steak and eggs. He told you that's all he eats, but he does it. And he reminds her saying he's on the carnivore diet. I only eat red meat and eggs. And I'm just, uh, he, uh, sorry, guys. It was just hilarious. <laughs> it was just like. It was awful. It, it was just, if you're going to tell someone that you only eat steak and eggs, that's fine. He already did and he's doing it again. But to go like, I'm on a carnivore diet. Like, why do you have to say that? Checking to see how much dairy I can tolerate. Yeah, he kept going on. Honestly, but uh, he was like, he, the tangent was so boring. He's like, I'm trying to work in different things. I want to see how much dairy I can tolerate. But then I work out. But when I work out, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate kettlebells. And I, how is this a conversation for your bride that you just met? But I also thought, like, that much red meat and eggs cannot be good for his heart, though, and his cholesterol. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't, so, I don't want the keto people to come after us, okay? <laughs> well, I'm not I'm just saying. I mean, he works out, so maybe he evens out. But Haley's telling us, and she's like, all I heard was working out, eggs, red meat, oh, yeah, and bodybuilding. And I'm like, poor girl. But honestly, she's taking it in stride, to be honest. She's not being bitchy about it. Like, you can tell, like, she's not all the way in, but she's trusting the process and just, you know, going with it. So we have my least favorite part. I think it's yours too, Aid. We don't like when they meet the parents or the family or whatever the next day um, for brunch. That's right, right? I'm trying to think. I didn't mind it this year because the the groups were much smaller. So I thought the conversations were better than in previous years. I did not like it at all. But even the meeting of Haley with his parents, I thought it was awkward. Did you think it was awkward? I'm like, oh, that's how you get such a boring child. You have these two boring parents. This is why we tell people, don't listen to our show. <laughs> Not you guys, just the people on the show. But um, <laughs> his, mom, his mom tells her, like, you know, he was always been a loner. His teacher used to tell us he's five going on 85. And Haley's like, um, I'm used to a social life. I really wanted his mom to stop talking. And... We switch over to him being with her parents, and I'm not, I cannot believe this man is still talking about his house. His brother is the MVP. He's just like, what is this shit again? And then they play back him listening to him (laughs) talk about the house again and the mom. And I'm just, I just felt so bad for Jacob because he's just, to him, he's doing his best. Like, he doesn't know otherwise. Like, oh my God. But he tells a weird story. It gets worse about his brother, how his brother gave him a left hook. And I, do you remember what the story was? Because I was dying from secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> he, the origination of the story is he asked, like, on the honeymoon, what could we do that she would really like? And they all say, Haley loves diving. So he launches into this story about what his brother did to him. Mm. And that's, you know, that's why he told the story. Because the end result is he's like, oh, I can't go diving because of my ear in the water. (laughs) Every time he goes in there, his ears get full. Yeah, it was not a good story. But they tell him he asks anything else that he needs to know. And they tell him that food is the way to her heart. And actually her favorite food is steak. Which I found interesting because when he said steak and eggs, but she's smart. Haley's not going to tell him that she likes steak. But apparently that's her favorite food. And her dad said she makes a mean steak. 
So, hmm. and what? <laughs> you have something to say, Abe? I'm just saying, even if, like, what's the food that you make best? Me? Yeah. Uh, stew. Nigerian okay. stew. If you met someone and they're just like, all I eat is stew. In your mind, aren't you secretly thinking, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to cook stew every single day. We don't get to eat anything else besides stew. No. My first thought would be like, oh, I make a mean stew. But in this case, it's not because she makes a mean steak. It's the fact that it's her favorite. Because, again, just because he likes it and you make it doesn't mean you have to make it. But it's something in common because we just met. You're clinging to everything that you have in common that you like. So when he says steak and eggs, my, my first reaction, if it was my favorite food, would be, Oh, that's my favorite food, too. Like, I think that's a natural reaction. I don't think I have a favorite food, but, like, mac and cheese is way up there. But as much as I love mac and cheese, if someone came to me and said, all I eat is mac and cheese, I eat mac and cheese every single day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'd be like, that's, I might even like mac and cheese less. It's not normal. Exception. I think it's normal. (laughs) I don't think that's normal. You feel like she should be saying, oh, you love steak? I love steak. We have one thing in common, at least. No, I just think it's a natural reaction, especially because they don't know each other. They just met. They're getting married. You're already nervous. You're trying to find out why the experts matched you. It seems insignificant, but it's the same thing as when Vincent said, I like Chick-fil-A. That is the exact time she said, oh, I don't eat Chick-fil-A. I'm a pescatarian. Like, it's just a natural course of conversation. Someone says, hey, I like this. Oh, I do too. But I like if it were me, I'd say... It's my favorite food, but to eat it morning, noon, and night? No, not I don't like it that much, but it's my favorite <laughs> food. I don't know. Just just the fact that it never came up, and that and that's all he talks about is steak and red meat. Yeah, I thought it was strange, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> so they meet up um, afterwards, and everyone's giving the rundown on how the parents' visit brunch went. He tells Haley, like, oh, I heard you make a mean steak, and she just... <laughs> <laughs> she still doesn't say anything. <sighs> so they find out everybody gets the traditional basket and they find out where they're going on their honeymoon and it is Vegas. How did you feel about that, Aid? I have a deep abiding love for Vegas. I have been so many times. <laughs> I was like they're going to Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that they can't go anywhere because of the pandemic. So if you can't go anywhere, I'm actually happy for them that they get to go to Vegas because it's a fun place to actually be inside. Yeah, I I like that they're going to Vegas. It's like warm and there's lots of things to do. But honestly, I really, truly expected them to go to Mexico. Mexico is open. So I just thought, oh, maybe they just didn't want to risk it. And I mean, they're risking everything else. I just thought they would go the extra mile and risk it all the way. But yeah, I was just surprised that it wasn't Mexico. I fully thought it was going to be Mexico. At any time, someone could have gotten a clue and started enforcing quarantine mandates on either side of the border. So I can totally understand why they'd be like, let's not risk it. Because if you leave, you might have to quarantine when you get to Mexico. If you come back, you might have to quarantine when you get to the United States. Just stay in America. Okay, that makes so much sense. So, but anyway, as a roundup for this couple, Haley seems open. Um, She does tell us that she's trying to be open-minded. Being open-minded is going to be key. She owes it to herself and to him. And she wants to use the opportunity of the honeymoon to get to know him more. And, you know, it's cute. So as they're packing, he shows her his graphic tees and fanny packs. 
with built-in speakers and she's laughing and she's you know going along with it and call me crazy in that moment i actually think they have a chance but it might be a slow burn i thought i thought that packing conversation was the best conversation they've had <laughs> like the most <laughs> relaxed most natural like funny just normal you know also yeah. um did anybody notice that this so-called packing is not packing it is opening up a suitcase that already has stuff in it and showing it to each other stu- <laughs> you don't see any like taking of things and putting them in the back <laughs> yeah well yeah I, I, it was good it was good like it was hopeful let me put it that way because he says he's looking forward to romantic excursions i don't know what he means by that to elevate their relationship and I thought it was cute when he told her, I'm not cultured. Because she said she's been to Vegas seven times and she loves it for work and all that. He's like, huh, interesting. He's like, I'm not cultured. (laughs) He's just owning it. And, you know, to round up their scene, um, they went to bed. And I think he asked for a kiss again, but they actually just, just a peck, just a mwah. But I have hope. I mean, it's painful. A lot of their scenes were painful, but it might be a slow burn. Like, I just like the fact that they're both open they're but like i said i think they're both um self well i don't know if he's self-actualized would you describe him as self-actualized no (laughs) okay actually it's a question mark but i cannot get over the i mean you yeah i cannot get over how much this man talks about this red meat did you hear about the microbiome test that he's doing like it's (laughs) yeah i don't know it i do have hope for them i do i think Maybe with time, they have more, like, conversations about things that aren't about red meat and eggs, and they might have a prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I think just being committed to getting to know each other, looking past the quirks, because some people are just like, nope, this is not for me. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to. So, yeah, I hope it works out. Looking forward to see how it unfolds. So. I also thought the fact that they were kissing at the end, I'm like, this is not Henry and Christina. I'm just saying. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because Henry and Christina never even did that. Yeah, that is true. Okay. We'll move on to my peoples, Ryan and Clara. They start ask they start by asking. I mean, we saw them go to bed and you know, remember her hair was all tangled and stuff, but nothing happened like that this this episode. Um, she's asking him what side of the bed does he sleep on. She tells us how he meets her expectations, he's charismatic, he's charming. Uh, and then she says, and, and I honestly thought he was gonna, she was going to say he's of average ethnicity. Like she wanted to say, <laughs> but she just says, and he's very handsome. And it's what she asked for to a T. I get so excited when they're actually physically attracted to their partners. Like, I'm so happy for them when they're attracted to them. So, yeah. She if you jumps can up. cross that mountain, you can go far. It gives you a chance. Yes. It gives you a chance to at least, you know, hang in there. So while they're sitting on the bed, some champagne or something, she jumps up and she's like, oh my God, I had a thing for us. I don't know. It wasn't a cute box. It was this. She has a lot of energy. And then while she's looking for whatever it is in her box, she goes off on a tangent. She's like, oh, here's my spouse hat. And I'm like, she, she reminded me um, of what you always say, Aid. She had frenetic energy. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking for a ring dish. A ring dish. And yes, to put know, their rings on. And I was like, it's just not worth all this. Just go to bed, honey. (laughs) Tomorrow you figure it out. So Ryan tells us he's a good sport. He's like, she has energy for days. And I'm the kind of person who likes quiet time. But, you know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so they're in bed. They're going to bed. Then they're talking. And he asked her to give top two moments of the wedding. Somehow she never answered, but he answered his own question. Maybe they edited it out again. He tells her the top two moments were the blindfold. After they took off the blindfold, she agreed that that was a top moment. And he said the anticipation of walking down, seeing the family. I thought those were whack top two moments, but, you know, I can't take it away from him. Those were his top two moments. So he goes to blow all the candles and the mood music that Lifetime had going was killing me. Like, it was just like, what do you guys think this is? But she says, and she tells us that they may be smooching and if sex happens, it happens. And of course it didn't. Not of course, but I didn't expect them to. But it didn't. But how on brand the next morning is it that we find out that Clara is a sleep talker and a sleepwalker? <laughs> like, if, if anyone <laughs> was I'm like, to- you didn't warn him? This poor man is sharing a yes. bed with you for the first time. And yes. you did not warn I mean, okay, sleep talking, that's not so bad. Walking? Getting out of bed and walking? Yeah. That's the kind of thing you say, hey, by the way, especially someone that doesn't know you, because Ryan does say I didn't sleep well. She moves a lot in the bed. And we're talking moving like 45 degree angle. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) And he's the one that's a creature of habit. So looks like he has to get used to a lot of things. So at breakfast, they're talking and he asks, what is one movie that would describe you as a person? That is a difficult question, Aid. Oh, yeah. I don't have an answer to that. Do you? No, I thought I could, you know, I was like, okay, let me think of one. We could talk about it on this show. I can't think of it, so no. But it's a difficult thing. How do you find a movie that describes you? But, okay, maybe it's possible. Maybe a comedy, like, you're, I don't know. But Clara says that, I don't think she answered the question, but she says, my thing is, I have to have someone to root for, and if I can't, I don't want anything to do with it. And so that's why I hate Breaking Bad. Ryan looked like she stole (laughs) his cookies. (laughs) From the cookie jar. And he's like, she was like, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's not. Here's the thing. I think Ryan is open-minded, but it's just that as things unfold, there's nothing that's really giving him hope. Like, okay, this could besides the fact that he's attracted to her, I hope, and she's pretty. Oh, he, <laughs> but there's nothing that's like, oh, okay, this is why we were matched. Meanwhile, on her side, she thinks everything's great. <laughs> so so they go meet the parents and she's nervous that his parents are both ministers and i'm not sure why this is news to me did we know that his parents are ministers i don't recall that i don't recall that so um she tells us that she went to bible college for a year and hasn't been to church since i wonder if there's more of a story because i'm just like you went to college and you were just like no i'm not anymore i don't know if something happened But on the flip side, I'm like, Ryan can't be upset about this because either that means he didn't, he must have said it's not a big deal in his questionnaire or Clara lied in her questionnaire. I have a feeling that just because someone's parents are ministers does not mean that their child takes the faith as seriously. And I would assume that he falls into that category. That is true, except on two occasions, he says it's important to him and in the preview for next week. We'll see about how important it is. We'll see. But then I'm just like, once again, these freaking experts. If someone says, I want to go to church every Sunday, then you match them with someone else who wants to go to church every Sunday. 
Exactly. So that's what I was like. Either you were not honest or once again, the experts are like, eh, screw that. We'll take a chance. So, you know, they're prone to do that. When she says that she's nervous about that, he says, yeah, that's tough because it is important to them and to me, but no one's lived a perfect life. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) I think sometimes when people are confronted with religious people, they get nervous about their own behavior. So I think he was just addressing that. Like, just because they're religious doesn't mean you have to be, like, this perfect person who, like, never, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, you just come up with the smart takes today. <laughs> Every day. Okay. What are you talking about? Every day. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Every day. So you see Clara. She meets Ryan's parents and his uninterested brother. His brother is still not interested. <laughs> We're in episode, like, four. <laughs> And he's you like, said uninterested. I said stank face brother. He's just like, run me my check. I just have to be there. He barely says anything. <sighs> so um, as they're about to eat, his dad blesses the food. And just as she tells us that she got burnt out on organized religion. Once again, I don't know if there's a story there or if they're just ramping it up. But she goes along with it. I mean, she's not obnoxious about it. Like, I don't pray. I don't do this. She just went along with it because, I mean, you have to pick your battles. So his mom says, this is not what we were expecting. And I'm like, the process or her? I assume she meant the process. Okay. Let's hope it's the process. That's the better answer. So she says, like, you know, they, 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 they hone in on the whole religious thing because the mom keeps saying she prayed for both her boys, that they will meet a woman who respects them. She hopes for God's will. But Ryan's parents' food looks so good. Ooh, I love breakfast food. I'm with Vince on that. But then, um, oh, I'm sorry. I meant Clara's parents. Clara, we switch over to Clara's parents, but their food looks so good. Um, Ryan, Ryan got a salad. I don't know why I was disappointed by that. This man does CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> that was so disappointing. I'm like, what? But anyways, so he asked um, her parents, like, you know, is there anything that I should know about her? And the mom says, dealing with conflicts that she doesn't think that they gave her the healthiest version on how to resolve conflicts in a marriage and communication is going to be an issue and this could lead to resentment and divorce is not an option. I'm like, mom, stop talking. Like, relax. One, I think it was good that she was honest that they didn't give her the healthiest version. But you have to remember that these people, this is day two. You have to ease them on in. But I just felt like her mom just did a dump on Ryan. What did you think? I, I actually really liked it. Um, you always say you love a self-aware queen. I'm like, that is some grade A self-awareness to be like, you know, we took our arguing behind closed doors and maybe that wasn't a good idea. Um, I, no, I, don't get me wrong. I, I agree. Like, I liked what she said. I thought it was really smart. It's just when she kept going on where she was just like, it's going to be an issue. Like, definitively, she's like, communication is going to be an issue. And she's like, it's probably going to lead to resentment. And then she's like, at the same time, divorce is not an option. I was like, that just seemed like, I'd be overwhelmed if I was Ryan. Let me put it that way. I'm always annoyed with the phrase that divorce is not an option. It's very, uh, (laughs) it's very churchy. Um, and I'm like, I don't know why you say that. I mean, you know, in the Philippines, you can't get a divorce, but here in America, divorce is always an option. <laughs> um, her dad said nothing. He just nodded. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
They meet up um, after the breakfast, and Ryan brings up the comment that her mom makes, and Clara um, agrees and says, yes, this is true. She mentions a relationship that she was in where, you know, they never argued and something she's going to have to work on. And Ryan tells us that this is an area that they might struggle with. I was actually surprised he said that because I think they have good communication because they talked openly about this and she admitted it. She didn't like was defensive about it or anything. So they're aware of it and, you know, they can work on it. But um, he says he isn't the best at expressing himself either. So maybe that he's he's thinking more about himself, not just, you know, her. And she just slides in that patience is not her forte. um there um oh i forgot to mention before they went to vegas for the honeymoon guys like all the couples met up with each other and at the hotel lobby and they got into the same bus to get to the airport and nothing really happened there they just said hi hi to each other except chris chris is there sizing up all the other couples saying that he was trying to match up who was matched up with who and he got all of them wrong. <laughs> and he said he could understand why Vince and Brianna were matched up because their swag matched. I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily think Vince has swag. Brianna, yeah. But that's what he said. He said he felt sorry for Haley. <laughs> <laughs> well, we feel sorry for Paige, asshole. <laughs> but we do feel a little sorry, right? <laughs> like, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And, and he but even made sure to say, like, and I think we'll say it too. Jake is not a bad person, unlike Chris. Um, Jake is a good person, but dude is awkward. He's a he's a niche. He's a niche of his own, like you know, an acquired taste. Is that terrible? No. <laughs> he's an, he's not like you know, yeah. But he's a good person, and ultimately, that's kind of what you need in a husband. I think, but um. So, yeah, Ryan says it's been fun getting to know her, and the first thing they're going to do in Vegas is whatever she wants to do. And I should mention that when Ryan met um, her parents, he said he was going to respect her, you know, and do all the good things. So I'm still team Ryan. Um, Clara mentions that they have a solid friendship, and they have... Sorry, Clara mentions that they have a solid friendship, but she's ready to take it to the next level. And I'm like, girl, it's day two talking like you've known each other for months but overall i think for me i like them and team ryan and clara i don't know that they have sexual chemistry i do not know if they have it either you know i thought it would be there i don't know if ryan is holding back but there's something there is very strong friends vibe but i'm not getting that sexual chemistry like the way you can see in some of the other couples so but I still wish them well. Still team Ryan and Clara. Maybe not as I was episode one. But yeah, I'm in the friend. I'm, I'm friend zoning them. My relationship with them, not two of them together. Okay. <laughs> but I think yeah. at this stage, it's either like, is there any hope? Definitely hope for these two. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so on to Brianna and Vincent. So we get them after the wedding. They're in the room and... He asked her, how are you feeling? And they talked about how they danced their hearts out. Um, Brianna says she needs help getting out of the dress. And then we hear Vincent saying, like, tonight was amazing. It felt like they knew each other and that they had planned this wedding together. Um, (laughs) Even though they just met and it was beyond (laughs) expectations and it was beautiful. 
Um, and he helps her out of a dress and they have a cute moment. She's like, you're doing great, honey. Um, he describes her as the perfect one. Um, they blow out all the candles and they basically just talk a lot about how wonderful the other one is. Um, there is some cuddling and kissing in bed, but they just go to bed. Um, they do the selfie cam in the morning and he is wearing a hoodie that wasn't there before when they went to bed. See what I mean, people? See what I mean? So they, Brianna is like, how do you feel? And, uh, she says, we talked about a lot of things, but no hanky panky. Um, she said she was talking and he fell asleep. I'm like, okay, Amelia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they talk about food. See, this is a th- this is how you can have a conversation about food that is not like putting people to sleep. Um, Vincent talks about how breakfast is his favorite meal of the day. He's an all day breakfast person. Breakfast at nine p.m. She asked him, like, "Do you want me to cook you breakfast in the morning and like make you bacon?" And she's like, "That can happen ac- occasionally." Um, see, look at her, Miss Pescatarian, yeah. compromising. That's yeah. how you can tell these two really like each other. <laughs> Yeah, they really do. Uh, Vin said waking up was amazing. It wasn't a dream. He feels comfortable. Vincent has this like whole vibe, like he's like the cat who's gotten the kitten. <laughs> like, he's so- <laughs> yeah, he's really happy. Well, they're both really like their energies match. You know, that's the good thing. And that was what made Woody and Amani great was like their energies match. Like they feel the same thing. One person doesn't like the other more or less or anything. So it's great. So then they get to exchange phone numbers. So he goes, what your number is? And she's like, ask me politely. <laughs> she bosses. <laughs> Please may I have your number. And she's like, put wifey, wifey, heart emoji, heart emoji, peach emoji. And you should put the eggplant emoji. <laughs> They're just cute. Yeah. Uh, so Brianna goes to brunch with his family. Um, I noted a cousin and an aunt, but I couldn't figure out who that third person was. Uh, Jeanette's his cousin who says, you know, he's like that. She's like a big sister. Um, and she said that she was looking for someone who could be a presence in her life, who would travel with me, care for me. And she can definitely see that happening. And she's ready to do the same for him. His cousin is like, yeah, he's a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> He works very, very hard at his business. Um, And she's like, work can wait. We need to make sure we're present. It's a very interesting word, present. Why? Mm, It's just, I usually associate it with it, like, being in the moment. But I'm like, do you mean, like, you need to get off your phone? Or do you mean, like, present as in physically present, not at work all the time? Oh, I see. I think, like, enjoying what's around you, like... Work was good. You're getting the business. But now you got married. You have to also enjoy that process of being a newlywed, not just work, work, work. Like, don't, you know, don't be checked out and then just checking in every now and then. Like, be present and put effort. So now we get to think, hmm, so are these two going to be arguing about how much Vincent works? We will see. Uh-huh. So then they, they, she talks with his cousin and she says, he seems like a pretty happy person. And they're like, oh, when he gets mad, you got to calm him down. He gets pretty mad. I'm like, why families? Why do you do this? <laughs> well, you remember they said the same thing about Woody. And so far it was nothing. <laughs> so, you know. And Woody had gone to therapy. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Oh, we don't know yet. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought the brunch was pretty nice. It's, I love how the families are just so happy. <laughs> I'm like, why are you happy? <laughs> Your family member just married a stranger. You should be worried. Why do you look so happy? Trust um, in the process. Uh, 
So Vincent goes to brunch with her mom um, and Brittany, her sister, and her friend whose name I can't remember. He comes out the gate. He's like, I'm not perfect. And I told her, you know, don't be afraid to check me. Um, He talks about his last relationship, how it ended because of his work, and how he wanted someone to have his back when he decided to be an entrepreneur. And, they, you know, they talked about him working all the time. And her mom gives a little lecture, you know, I'm very protective and I expect you to be the same. Um, I think they ask him what his plan B is. And I assume plan B is, like, in case your business doesn't work out. Yeah. And he said he's working on his real estate exam. Can yeah. Sure. When he talked about his last relationship and he said it ended the beginning of the year. Don't you think that's soon, too? He said it's two years exact- ago. Oh, he said it ended. He said it was a two-year relationship and it ended the beginning of the year. Hmm. Is that too soon? This is okay. So you said earlier that you think that once they found out that Chris was engaged early in the year, he should not have been on the show at all. Yes. I don't agree with that. Oh. Here's the thing. If you if you have an issue like that, then they have to look at you very, very closely and probe you very, very deeply. Which I don't care what these people say, they did not do that with him. Mm-hmm. Um I think you can overcome it, but like the bar has to be higher for you. Like you have you have to really show that you are over this. But <laughs> maybe hey, Vincent I, just did a better job of it. Well, he okay, here's what I was thinking. Everyone's different. That's all well and good. And then when a relationship ends, sometimes it's been ending it just didn't end on the official date that he ended. It's been ending for some time. But when you're in a relationship with granted, Chris's was like it was fast tracked. They dated for like three months and he they broke up three months ago. But when you're in a relationship with someone to the point where you're engaged or you've been in like a deep relationship with someone, it comes with a lot of things, even when you're out of love with that person. It's just a lot. So I I don't know. I don't when you say get over it, I'm like when you're over it, I it's not as simple as just getting over it. I don't think it's as simple as getting over it, but the question is, are you ready to get married at first sight? Like, are you, are you over it? And not over it, like, ready to move on. Yeah, I understand, because I think of all my breakups, and I'm just like, if if your heart has been broken, or you've broken up with someone, it's a process. But, I don't know. Everyone's different, so. The only, and I will say this, the only way we'll find out is to see what happens with Brianna and Vincent, whether it was a mistake or not, to pick it for the show. I don't think it is. Actually, I think six months I can actually kind of see. Beginning of the year, it was like six months, January. The three months I stand by, but the six months I just <laughs> wanted to see what your thought process was. I, typically, the three months is not long enough, but I think it can be overcome depending on who the person is. Chris is not over it. Wow. or ready to move on because he couldn't even like meet Paige for 15 minutes without talking about that damn ex. Um, <laughs> so they, they get their basket, their what, you know, wifey t-shirt, hubby t-shirt. I don't know what else is in that basket. And they meet all the other couples and they fly to Vegas. Um, and then when they get there, they're, they're, you know, settling into the suite and Vincent gets a phone call and, we fi- he finds out that his grandma had a heart attack. Um, and so they talk about it, and he he tells the person on the phone, they're going to fly me back if, if I need to. Um, it's a hard situation, and Brianna is just like, we'll go back, and it's fine. I was like, that's some real marriage stuff so quickly. Yeah. Um, and he says it meant a lot to him that she was that supportive. And uh, she said, you know, let me know how you're feeling. 
it and if you're feeling down. Yeah. And that was kind of it for them. Not much with them this week. Yeah, they didn't show much. I was going to add that. I see that <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't stop him, but I see that Vincent decided to promote his business. His oh, yes, mask, I saw that too. <laughs> his mask had VMR Enterprises. His shirt when he was talking to Brianna had VMR Enterprises. At least, hey, it worked. I know what it is. But um, yeah, to your point, I think Brianna really stepped up because he even said in his confessional, there was a scene where he said, she doesn't even know what how much that means to me. She don't even know. And when he says she don't even know, that's some deep stuff. So I'm they, they're looking very positive. But selfish me... I felt bad um, that it happened with his grandma, and I really hope his grandma is doing well right now. But selfish me was like, oh, my God, I'm glad they're staying. I just want her to have the experience, like, not to miss out on the honeymoon. But, yeah. I thought that, like, yeah, we want them to do the process and have the honeymoon or whatever. But if you were to ask, like, a couple what would bring you closer together and, like, really show who you are in, like, times of crisis. Yeah. Family illness is probably better for your relationship than a honeymoon. <laughs> and it's Vegas. Like, if they were in the Mexican resort, I might feel differently. I'm like, you can come back to Vegas anytime. <laughs> it's right there. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, for them, yeah. And I'm hoping she's okay. That's why I said selfish me for the purposes of watching the show, entertaining. Because I feel like there's a dynamic when they all have the honeymoon together and have all that experience, all the couples together. There's a dynamic there. So I don't mean in general. Like, yeah, of course, I agree with you. But I meant selfishly as a viewer. Okay. Alrighty. I'm all done with them. All right. So Virginia and Eric are 50-50 couple. So we start with Eric saying nice things about her, saying she's gorgeous, she seems so cool, that she has an awesome smile, and he's happy he gets to stay with her. Virginia's telling us that her expectations were definitely met, and she can see why they were matched, and she's definitely very attracted to him. They talk about if they have lived with anyone else, and he says... They'll definitely get into all of that. And I really respect him for still not saying anything on their wedding night. What did you think about that? Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So Virginia finds it scary how much she likes him on the first day. She's like, I've never, you know, liked someone this much for someone I just met. And they're in bed and they're all cuddly and cute. And he tells her she definitely meets his expectations. And I like that. Because it's it's just a nice reassurance. Because again, everything that's going on. Like, I always remember, again, when Christina um, was wondering whether Henry liked her or not, or is she pretty? Is she not? Like, don't just leave your new wife, like, unsure. She's already self-conscious about what do you think. So I like that he gave her that reassurance. And I remember that Woody always did that for Amani. Are we going to spend the rest of the season just comparing these poor people to, yes. <laughs> to season 11? So the way she keeps grabbing his head to kiss honestly makes me laugh like she's so (laughs) about about it she just grabs his hand to kiss him i love it because he loves it (laughs) yeah that's true he is so happy about it (laughs) so eric says he'd love to kiss her all night and take it to the next level um again with the mood music killing me but we wake up the next morning virginia tells us that they didn't have sex we were cuddling very close i was like as opposed to what cuddling from afar but He finally tells her, after much ado um, at breakfast, that he was previously married. 
And I did think he did a good job of stating how bare bones it was, <laughs> emphasizing that he's never worn a ring. I've never worn, she didn't wear a dress, I didn't wear a suit. I mean, he emphasized that a lot. Virginia actually says it's a lot, and she didn't expect him to have been married. I was actually surprised. I thought she was just going to say, oh, that's not a big deal. But, I mean, it's a valid reaction, actually. So she asked how long ago it's been, and he says they've been divorced three years, but they were together for six. And he said, she goes, oh, okay, that makes her, you know, feel better. He said something after that where he said, we have differences with relationship stuff, but we'll talk through all of that stuff. I don't know. Did you catch that? Yeah. What I didn't think? know what it meant. It was very vague. Yeah, it was very vague. And I was like, okay, where'd that come from? But yeah. So they go meet with the parents and Virginia's dad. I was surprised that her mom didn't show up. It was Virginia's dad and her stepmom, right? Yeah, but, oh, that's right. Her mom was at the wedding the day before. Oh, that yeah. is interesting. But so, you know they had a limit of three people at this brunch because every single person, three people, no more than. Maybe they could only get three people tested. I don't know. No, that, remember, um, Chris's people had three people. Everybody else had three people. She had two. So that's uh-huh. why I was like, I think the dad and the mom hate each other. Oh, yes, yes. I don't think so, they can be yeah, in the same. No, they can't but, go to brunch together. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But then it's just funny that he won. But I don't know. I'm just thinking deep into it. But anyways, he says he's protective. And Eric does the right thing and tells them that he's been married before. And Virginia's dad takes it well. He says, I've been through it. That he has more comfort knowing that it's been three years. I think Virginia's dad is cute, by the way. Oh, did you notice that her dad said that she's his only daughter and his youngest? So the sister that was referenced before must be from the mom's side. Oh, yes, yes. Because he did say that. That's true. And the youngest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, he says, um, Eric reassures them again. He said, it's a clean break. I haven't talked to her. In fact, I think she may be married. He was trying to be make it, like, all casual. Like, I don't know. But he knows. He's on Facebook that she's been married. But he's like, <laughs> I haven't talked to her. I don't know what she's doing. But her dad handles it well, and Eric says he hopes divorce is not an option for her. That was for you, Aid. So we switch over to Virginia and his parents, and, and they tell her to be aware of being a pilot's wife. She says that it's not really an issue. Like, you know, she's the kind of person that likes her own space, so she can make that work. And then his mom is like, oh, I just want to, I have to ask. I want grandkids as soon as possible. I want them so bad. Virginia didn't keep her mouth shut. She's like, "Ah, I'm 50-50 on that. Maybe in a couple of years. Because to to be fair, she's 26. I was very confused because I'm like, we're sitting next to Eric's niece. We reference that there's a nephew. You have grandkids. (laughs) It's not like you're a deprived woman. (laughs) Maybe she said, I want more grandkids. (laughs) It's been a while. What you got, lady? <laughs> they Here's go back. the thing, though, about this pilot and 50-50 on the kids. How I think it's very mm, interesting that you are gone four days a week and you want kids. Do you have plans to change your career so that you are home more for these children that you may want? One will hope, but you know, we never know. Maybe I'm he could sure his a- mom is like, oh, I raised kids being a pilot's wife, and he was gone all the time. Which, props to her, but sometimes I'm like, eh. if, yeah. if I was 50-50 on having kids and I had a spouse who was gone four days a week, I'd be like, eh, let's not. 
Yeah, either you have a someone should have asked the same question they asked Vince. Do you have a plan B <laughs> <laughs> for another job? So they're back in the hotel and they're rehashing their brunches. And she asks if it bothers him that she's still in that stage because they talk about um, how she's 26, 34, and you know, she likes to party, she likes to drink. And he, she asks him, does it bother you that I'm still in that stage? He says no, that as long as it doesn't affect their marriage, because at the end of the day, he recognizes that she wanted to get married. So there's something about her that is, you know, not all party party and there's more to her. She I didn't love him. that line. I was like, this feels a little, how do I put this? Y'all already have that age gap. This feels a little parental. Like, oh, well... You wanted to get married, didn't you? So you were planning on not partying all the time, weren't you? No, I didn't get that part. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> well, okay. Now that you say it, I see what you mean. But I think the way I got it was you wanted to get married. Like, okay, for one, it's no secret that when you get married, you'll. it's not exactly the same, right? Because right. now you have someone to do stuff with, not exactly party together all the time because she she did make a comment like oh she had all the time you know she's not seeing anybody so she can do it because it's not just drinking i know the show is focusing on drinking but she's mentioned going out yes she's mentioned going out festivals all that stuff you know whatever but it could be a case of remember um olivia's season where she's like now that i have someone I was doing all that, filling up my time. Like, those are not going anywhere, but it's going to adjust. So that's how I, like, you know, I think that's what he meant. Like, when you're getting married, like, it's not a case where you're going to neglect the marriage because you want to go out. But because you want to get married, you have some adjustments. Like, you're you're flexible and you're willing to be like, oh, I can make it work. Not, oh, I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to go out and take care of myself and be selfish. I don't know. Okay, please. You're still not convinced? <laughs> I, I just, the way that thing went, I thought it was a little, hmm. Yeah. And then, I, but I'm also very aware of these red herrings. <laughs> yeah. Where we're going to spend all this time talking about drinking and partying, and then it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Those two have really good vibes. Yeah. They really like each other. Yeah, they do. Well, she tells us that she's still going to be a drinker. She mentions kids. They're talking about kids. And he says he wants one for sure. She repeats that she's 50-50, and she told them that they need to give her a couple of years on that. So they get to Vegas like everybody else, and on their way out, actually, I thought it was funny. She said, wait, 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 I need to go back. And she goes back and grabs (laughs) the bottle of champagne. And I found it funny only because she's just helping them spin this narrative that they're trying to make out of her that (laughs) she can't do without alcohol. So, anyways, they get to Vegas, and the first thing she does is go straight for the minibar, and... Can I just say... Yeah. I support heading to the minibar 100%. Someone else is paying for this vacation. Go get you your free min... That minibar stuff is expensive. Absolutely. Go on, girl. (laughs) Absolutely. So, we end their scenes with Eric telling us that she's a party girl, but she gives me the feeling I want. And as they're walking around the room trying to go to bed, he jokes about them showering together. And something tells me that they're going to get it on tonight. We will find out next week if they tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Now we go to the, the rose on top of the trash heap. <laughs> Paige and Chris. 
So we see them on their wedding night, and um, Paige calls Chris over to show him this beautiful um, wood box filled with condoms. <laughs> which I'm sure was in every room, but they only showed us for these two. <sighs> Paige says, my husband is well-groomed, put together. He looks like he takes care of himself. He's a God-fearing man, and I love it. She's looking forward to what to come. Paige, my dear. <laughs> People can run around saying they're God-fearing all they want to. You could never judge within a day of meeting someone whether or not they are actually God-fearing. <laughs> I'm just so tired of this phrase. Um, Chris says, sexual attraction wasn't the percentage that I, from the moment I met her. It wasn't a 10. But he's growing more attracted as he talks to her. I feel God has called me to this moment. Mm-mm-mm. When I watch these two, I want to pray for God, not to God. That he has been, <laughs> called, that he has been called into this situation. <laughs> that he has nothing to do with <laughs> The experts did, not him. <laughs> then we see Chris taking off his shirt and Paige is helping him, I think, with a microphone or something. And he goes... My chest is huge. And then these cameramen did him real dirty because they zoomed down to his stomach so we can see that there's no six pack there. (laughs) He says he's open to exploring possibilities. Paige looks amazing. And he says they might cuddle at a minimum. Mm -mm -mm. Famous last words. Y'all don't forget that this is a man who made a big show about saying that he wants to wait and said that he fasted and he did... Mm, what a fraud. So then it's the next morning and we see Paige looking beautiful and we get the sad alone music, Paige by herself. And she said, Chris said he was going downstairs to get menus for breakfast. <laughs> he was gone for an hour. Did he get attacked by bears? I <laughs> That's what him she said. Walk- <laughs> <laughs> Texting, calling, no answer. Like what is going on? I'm going to sigh a lot as I go through this because every moment I'm just more annoyed. So then we see Chris, he comes back and she's like, he's like, how are you doing? And she says, I'm confused. And Chris says, I apologize to you on the way to get the menus. I had a panic attack and he felt like he needed to clear himself away from everything. And he's still not all the way good. And she says very caringly and kindly, like, what's troubling you? He starts getting upset. She goes over and sits with him. And Paige is like, look at me. When we shared our vows, it was with intention and with purpose. This is not going to be easy, but I need you to meet me halfway if this is going to work. Chris says, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that on paper, if I hear about fucking paper one more time. (laughs) Um... Uh, but, like, I don't think the attraction is fully there to with me, to be fully honest. That's what had me panicking. Mm-hmm. Then we see Paige in an interview. She's like, this is my husband. We are legally married. You met me 12 hours ago, and you've already formed an opinion on me. Yeah. If we had had that conversation last night, but we became intimate last night and this morning. I am so confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been with a man who wants to have sex multiple times, who didn't desire me or find me attractive. Like, who do you think you are? And also, it reflects badly on you. Like, you just stick it in anywhere. Like, you you claim you're not attracted to someone 
So you just, you know, it's not a good look for you. I also, like, the internets have been a little harsh with Paige. I mean, mostly they've been harsh with Chris. But there's been some chatter out there, like, why did she sleep with him? I'm not sure I, I mean, I don't understand why she slept with him based on his behavior at the wedding. Like, what was attractive about that? I think that's what they mean. Because ordinarily, if you sleep on the first night, you're married. Not that it matters whether you're married or not. But at, at this point, they're married. But... I think after some questionable behavior, like, um, I think I'm going to wait this one out and see. But, you know, I think that's what they mean. Okay. I think I'm so in, like, the... It's not that I don't think Paige is ever going to do anything that's, like, questionable in judgment. But the person that she's working with is so far gone that I'm like, let's just stick to who's at fault here. And it does not appear to be Paige. Yeah. So then... This just gets worse and worse. Uh, then she gets to go have brunch with his parents. And uh, they have like a nice little chat. Um, she says, right off the bat, she's like, it's unsettling and unnerving to be dealing with so much in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we're just because, like, what? Sorry, because truly he just dropped the bomb on her right before she left for this brunch. So I'm sure she was still processing. Um. And then she's like, I'm hoping, you know, you guys can help a little. Um, so Chris's aunt says that she's gorgeous. And she says, oh, we've hit, you know, we've hit a couple bumps in the road. And the whole time it's like, you hit bumps in the road. You guys have, as his, Chris's mom says it, she's like, it hasn't even been 24 hours. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm kind of lost. And maybe y'all can like help me fill in some blanks. I think she's. Well, you know, we'll go over the rest of the conversation, but if someone is having panic attacks and stuff, like that lends to the idea that they have issues that possibly their parents can speak on. Because most of the time panic attacks, you know, I don't, if you have one, I wouldn't think that that would be your first panic attack that you've had in your life. Yeah. But there's two angles to that. One, do we think he really had a panic attack? Uh, It doesn't matter if he did or he didn't. Does Paige think he had a panic attack? Okay. Because that's where her question's coming from. Okay, and then two, there's a possibility that his parents don't know about his panic attacks. I mean, especially in Black culture, mental health is still something we're progressing on. And he may and he may not. We don't know. I'm just saying there's a possibility that if his parents don't know about it, I don't I don't know that I would be surprised that they don't know about it. That's true, but I don't think I'd be surprised if they did know about it. It's worth asking. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, tell them. Last night, we stayed up till like 3.30, 4am, just talking, getting to know each other. And then she goes, you know, we shared a moment. Um, (laughs) And then this morning, he's like, oh, on paper, we really do match, but I'm not his typical type. His dad looks very disappointed. And then she continues on, to give myself to someone like that, for that to essentially backfire me, makes me question a lot of things. It's confusing. And then his dad is in an interview and he says he believed that the attraction was there and he is shocked and slightly disappointed. And then he says he is grateful that he raised a gentleman Mm. who is not deceptive and Mm. just come forward with the truth. Mm. Delusion is genetic. (laughs) Then his mom, who I feel like we liked her last week. She can go Uh, uh, she can go right on to hell this week. (laughs) Mom, I'm not justifying his actions towards you, but people handle things differently. Maybe that was his way of handling things. <laughs> that was awful. Then mom, but did he have a drink? And then his aunt, he was high off the wedding. And that's when Paige is like, oh, last night and this morning. <laughs> yeah, 
And then um, Paige is like, you know, I don't have sex with people that I'm not attracted to. <laughs> and, you know, they got a little bit better, you know, they, well, they're not better, but they, you know, they said that she's amazing. She's beautiful. But of course his dad has to swive in with his perversion and just be like, you're my type for a daughter-in-law. Oh, God. <laughs> Your spirit is amazing. And then his dad is like, write it out. Mm-hmm. That's his dad's suggestion. I'm like, this is why this is why you don't go to your in-laws for advice. They just cover for their person's behavior. You got to find but, you some outside people. And even if, like, just that whole scene just made my heart just pre-break already for Paige again. Because she's marrying into toxicity. Like, from the mom's comments to maybe he drank to the dad saying, you're my type. And honestly, when she said that they had sex and the dad looked like he was disappointed, honestly, I thought he felt jealous. In some weird, listen, every time he comes on the screen, he creeps me out. Like, there's just something about the way he acts around Paige that's creepy and uncomfortable. So I just felt like he felt jealous because I don't know what's going on with that guy. Before we get into the second half of, of like, this discussion... At the time you were watching, did you think that Paige should have, like, gone to his parents? And, well, told his parents about the sex specifically. Man. I mauled over this question all night. (laughs) 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 Because ordinarily, I'd say no. But honestly, that was the only way for her to drive her point. But actually, I'll lean towards no. I'd say no because there's one thing about having people give advice, like people getting in your ear. But the difference is they don't know each other. And it was kind of like a, not a desperate reach, but who else is she going to turn to? Ordinarily, you go to your friends, but no one knows Chris. They do. That is true. And he just dumped it on her right before brunch again. Like, it was just a reaction. So I don't fault her for it. I see how we could be seen, but it's a different circumstance and you know, it is what it is. She has so to talk- Chris doesn't go. Well, if Chris went to brunch with her people, they didn't show it. <laughs> um, instead he meets with his own parents and he tells his parents and his aunt, and they are oddly like very far apart from each other. Very. Um, <laughs> I wasn't attracted to her when I first saw her and his dad, Christopher, his mom is just in there with her facial expressions. Christopher is like, why sleep with her if she was eliminated on site? And he's like, well, I wasn't planning on having sex with her, but I thought maybe sex would bring closeness and we could generate a connection. I was wrong. It just wasn't there. So that's what it was. It was nothing there. (laughs) And Chris is like, I am embarrassed. Um, I don't know why she went to go tell them like I was a kid or something. He has dated women in the past that he wasn't attracted to, but he was attracted to their personality and his dad is like, oh, it's your choice. Um, but dad does say, I want to make sure that you do not hurt her. Too late. Too late. Because I love her. Oh, God. <laughs> I missed that part. Oh, yeah. So then Paige goes back. I'm not sure I really believe this timeline. I wonder if this took place over one day or two days. Because a lot happened. So Chris comes... And I also thought that this state, this particular scene was a recreation. Like, they had this conversation previously, but not this time. It just felt weird. Um, so Chris is crying, and Paige is like, why are you crying? <sighs> he, word salad. I was like, oh, look, this is our first word salad. I've never talked about my, se- I could read it to you guys. I never talked about my sex life as an adult um, with my friends. People have said negative things about me my whole life. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just I was like, what does Chicago have to do with anything? In Chicago, you don't respect your kids, your wife, your spouse. I don't like talking about sex in front of a whole bunch of people. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, that's all he talked about. <laughs> I was like, that's all he talked about before they got married. <laughs> all due respect, I didn't want to have sex coming into yesterday. I just <laughs> thought we could generate some type of attraction. Whether it was right or wrong, it was mutually agreed upon. That raised my red flag antenna. Why did you feel the need to say that it was mutually agreed upon? I don't know. Nothing about Chris made sense. Like, nothing. He's just, he's lost. Like, every time I see him, I see a lost little boy, and he's just lost. Nothing makes sense. He doesn't even understand whatever it is he's feeling. He just picked on something to get mad about and started spinning. (laughs) Word salad. If his point was, I don't want you to talk about sex with my parents, I'm like, well, your parents chose to talk about sex with Paige last night at the wedding, so they're the ones who opened that door. Yeah. Paige says to him, I've talked, I've reached out to multiple guy friends, and it was agreed upon that it is very <laughs> confusing to engage in sexual activity with someone who you're not attracted to. So then he's in that again. Uh, we don't talk about it. Having my wife talk about it with her friends. When you get married, your husband takes precedence. I was like, you met her yesterday, and you think you can... Say, when you get married, your husband takes precedence? (laughs) I mean, your behavior doesn't even warrant me giving you that precedence, so. I don't go kiss and tell. For me, it's awkward and it's weird. (laughs) And then Paige, oh, even though, you know, I got my issues with Paige. This is the type of stuff where I'm like, I love you. She goes, it seems like you have a lot of problems with a lot of different... (laughs) 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 Because that sums up Chris really well. A lot of problems with a lot of different things. <laughs> and then um, he's like, but mentioning set details of our sexual experience with different people. And he repeats once again, I didn't disrespect you. I didn't disrespect you. I should be able to come to my wife and say, this is what is going on. No matter how bad or how good or how bad. Oh, it, was just a, it was just a shit show. That, I mean, that's a charitable interpretation. I, I, I truly don't have words to describe what it is we're seeing. And right now, the only hope I have is that while we saw them on a decision day couch, everybody goes to decision day couch. I don't want to see any previews of them living in the same house. I want her to fly home in the middle of Vegas. Like, I just don't. <laughs> when is this over? Like, when does this end? And hopefully it is quickly. Y'all got four couples that can keep the show going. But they will, whatever their story is, they'll drag it out the longest because they know that's why we're all watching. Yeah. Well, they, they don't know about me and you. We would watch it anyway. We don't need this craziness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they come back and Chris says, it's been a few hours since I've seen Paige. She went to go get her hair done. That's why I'm like, I think this took place over two days instead of one day. I think parts of this were filmed the day after the wedding and maybe another parts were filmed the day after that because then she went and got her hair done and I don't think that was quick hair. What do you call that style? Is it faux locks? Yeah, faux locks. How long do faux locks take? I've never had those. It's faster. I've had them. It's faster than braids. Hmm. Yeah. But the thing I was going to say was um, Paige getting her hair done fucks up with their timeline because now we can tell when something happened or not because they had this confessional and it was after she had done her hair. And I'm like, well, (laughs) her hair wasn't done when it happened. So... (laughs) (laughs) So they sit in the bed and they talk and he's like, I feel like I came across as an asshole. That's not me. Lies. (laughs) There was a lot of words being said in this conversation, but one of the ones that stuck out to me was there was a reason God ordained the experts. (laughs) I get that Pastor Cal is a pastor, 
I don't know about God ordaining anything about this match. <laughs> then humble Chris goes into a list of all the things that he's loyal, he's faithful, he can be charismatic, but you haven't seen it. Might that be because it doesn't exist? <laughs> um, Paige says, I do hope I get to see it in time for both of us. Hopefully we can figure this out together. And Chris says it can't get any worse than what happened today. Famous last words. Mm. Um, so they're like, okay, we're going to make a fresh start to the honeymoon. You know, looking forward to spending time together. Chris said we've already been through tough stuff. Are you getting this? Something, I, like, I know that it's bad that they had sex and he said he wasn't attracted to her. But there's a lot of words being thrown about that make me think more happened than even what we're seeing. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't get that impression. My thing is that he's actually attracted to her, but he's right in that he's she's not the typical person that he's dated and for some reason, he has a problem with that. I don't know what. Paige has a, is, is pretty. And she has a good body. I'm trying not to sound as lecherous as his dad. but um, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know what he has a problem with. But I think he is attracted to her. Like, even I can see the chemistry. They have more chemistry than Ryan and Clara. Like, there <laughs> is an awful person. But even I can see the chemistry. So I don't know why he, again, I, every time I see him, I see a lost little boy. Like, he's just so confused, he can't reconcile anything that he's feeling. But I think he is attracted to her. So do, you feel, so do you feel like he's creating problems where none exist? And then that's like, well, why would you do that? Everybody going into this, Chris was the most gross about it. But every single person, is their number one concern is, what if we're not attracted to each other? So the two of you are attracted to each other. What's your problem? Yeah, but did you see his face when he she opened the door after she did her hair and she walked out? No. He had a wow look. He didn't say it out loud, but he had a look on his face. So I think he's attracted to her. He just can't reconcile the fact that he's attracted to her. So whatever. I would like to see pictures of people Chris has dated in the past. If anybody has the tea, that I would like to see. Who is his famous ex? Um, I saw one. Eh. You know, okay, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but for the group, uh, Chris has been engaged twice. <laughs> there's the engagement from, from earlier this year. <laughs> then there's an engagement from a few years ago that the internet found. And that one wrote a whole blog post about their relationship, which was honestly very boring and not insightful. But um, <laughs> their relationship was terrible, it sounded like. I will say that. Um, and did that girl look like Paige? No. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like, well, I don't, I've never seen any picture, but I think I agree with him that she does look different than what he's dated before and he can't reconcile the two. What kind of person is this though? Like if you were attracted to someone who you're not normally attracted to and you just got married at first sight, I'm just trying to understand why would you go looking for problems? Well, why would you make a whole thing about it? Why would you run around like telling her, why would you have sex with her and then say, I'm not attracted to you? It's so, there's a lot of questions here. Not a lot of answers though. Yeah. So they basically say like, we're going to, you know, we've already had challenging conversations, but our delivery needs work, but we'll learn how to convey certain messages. I'm like, I don't know what nonsense you two are talking. It's just, so then they go on the honeymoon, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't have, yeah, they're, when is this over? That's my only question for Paige and Chris. I don't enjoy watching it. It's kind of, I mean, they ended with Chris asking her for a kiss. Oh, and when they were there on their honeymoon, I was just like, Paige, cut him off for sex for a while. Cut him off. I don't think that happens based on the preview. <laughs> no, I don't think it happens. But, 
No, the reason why I mentioned he asked her for a kiss is you're not attracted to her, but you're still trying to do all these physical things. Like, it doesn't make sense. The whole thing. Okay, well, we'll find out more next week. So, Tame, who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet goes to Eric because I like he handled himself very well. I liked how giddy he was, like just being expressive. I liked how he was um, self-aware enough to tell Virginia at the right time that he's being married. I liked how he emphasized that his first wedding was not even a thing. And I liked how he was with her dad. And I liked that he said, I'm ready to take it to the next level. Yeah, I just liked him. I enjoyed him this episode. So I was going to give him a bouquet for all of those same reasons. (laughs) (laughs) But my secondary bouquet, I'll just give that since you already gave yours to Eric. Um, I'm going to give mine to Brianna for her reaction after finding out about Vincent's grandmother. Yeah. I think a lot of us are like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But the older I get, the more I'm like, sometimes people do not do what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Um, Which is be a supportive spouse, no matter what the situation is, or be a supportive person because this person is going through a hard time. So props to Brianna for that. And Tane, your burnt ashes. Uh, Chris's family. Trash. (laughs) Trash, trash, trash. Trash, they take them out. Who's yours? I feel a little bad giving away this burnt ashes, but Jake, love you, man. Do not ever (laughs) say the word steak and eggs again. I cannot. (laughs) Haley cannot. Just, I would really appreciate it if going forward, we never heard steak and eggs again. (laughs) So we have a few reviews this week. So thankful um, to you guys for leaving them. Three Chords in the Truth said, this is such clever commentary. I appreciate their humor and honesty about maths. After discovering this podcast, I did a deep dive into past episodes. Thanks. Thank you. Lifetime Supply of Pens, love that name, said, just started listening based on a shout out in the math subreddit. This podcast is funny, has a great flow, and thoroughly enjoyable. Tane and Aid strike the perfect balance between laugh-out-loud moments and thoughtful analysis. The show is tight and doesn't waste time on a lot of tangents that have nothing to do with the show, as some podcasts do. Thank you for the excellent content, and I love the way I think it's Aid pronounces says, says, says. (laughs) Just for your knowledge, it's Tane, not Aid. Okay, that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. You can also find us on Reddit under that same name. Um, We love hearing from you guys on social media. And we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, review us, and whichever platform that you listen to us. See you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.